here we are at Gone Trippin' Podcast, episode 34. Yes, your podcast for all things travel. Yes, got some exciting guests today. Absolutely. Uh, Jack Lothian from Gage Marine um, and Lake Geneva Boat Tours. Yeah. Um, so that'll be exciting. Boat tours and more. And more, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so if you're, if you're around the Wisconsin area or going to the Wisconsin area, this episode will definitely be for you. Um, the... Uh, First thing I've got going here is yeah. our sponsor for today's episode. Yes. Um, and again, for two podcasts in a row now, uh, The Ninth Project. Uh, Ninth Project is a clothing company, outdoor co- uh, clothing company, um, pushing people to uh, experience life yeah. uh, in uh, places that make them feel better. Um and there's no better place to feel like that than in the woods, uh, <laughs> in the rain, right? At dusk, at dusk. Uh, and so their apparel uh, is not only uh, looks good, yeah, but makes you feel comfortable when you're in those situations, right? You're not going to want to find yourself in one of those situations and be like, "Man, I wish I had a better coat." Right, exactly. You don't want that, exactly. So uh, check out the Ninth Project. Yeah, uh, you can visit the link through our website or go to the Ninth Project um, and use the code Gone Trippin Podcast. Save fifteen percent off your whole order. That's Gone Trippin Podcast, full thing, no spaces, just Gone Trippin without a G, and then podcast. Exactly, exactly. So check them out, Ninth Project. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. All right, here we are, Gone Trippin' Podcast. Another interview. Yes, this is exciting. Uh, We got some really fun stuff we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Water. If you you like lake cruises. Yeah, lake cruises. Every time I think of lake cruises, I think of The Office uh, episode, The Booze Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Booze Cruises. Those are pretty... I think those are definitely a subsect of Uh, of lake cruises. Well, yeah, I know they have them up in in Minnesota because like the whole Minnesota Vikings football team like five years back had a booze cruise and there's some... (laughs) Big scenario stuff happened that uh, oh, man. caused That's a lot controversy. of really big dudes drinking oh, a lot of alcohol. For sure, for sure. <laughs> man. No, awesome. Well, let's get to our guest today. Yeah. We got Jack Lothian, uh, general manager of Lake Geneva uh, Cruise Lines. Also, uh, they're in the Gage Marina. Is that correct, Jack? Gage Marina, yes. Awesome. Oh, oh ringing off the hook. Yeah, they're so busy over there. They got <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you take that real quick? Uh, we're good. Okay, we're good. okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, Gage Marina, uh, there. Tell us a little bit about Gage Marina uh, and Lake Geneva Cruise Lines. Can it give us a, a broad overview? Um, well, Gage Marine is our corporate uh, family, and so they have a, a, a restaurant that's right down the lake shore. They do boat sales. They do um, uh, ski schools. They do anything you want to do on the lake, they pretty much can handle. Um, and Lake Geneva Cruise Line is part of that corporation. And we uh, are an excursion uh, company, so basically we do boat tours okay. um, on the lake, as well as we uh, have charters on the boats. So you can rent any one of our eight boats, uh, anywhere from two people up to 225 people on the on the different size boats that we have. Wow! Wow! Um, and there's a lot of history here at the lake, and so that's what the uh, the tours are kind of geared around to start with. But we do a lot of different things. Wow! That's awesome. Well, and where where is Lake? You know, people probably go Lake Geneva. Is that in Switzerland? Um, uh, where, where is Lake Geneva, uh, and uh, what 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 makes it so special? Uh, well, we were kind of the playground for Chicago's wealthy, so we're just over the border into Wisconsin, um, you know, north of Chicago, uh, kind of half or midpoint between Milwaukee, uh, Chicago, and Madison. So it's kind of equal distance to all three. Oh, interesting. Okay. And the reason that we became what we are as far as the history is because this was. Um, a location that was close enough to Chicago that they could connect the train line back in the 1870s. So it'd be a, a short trip, um, but it's far away enough from the city, um, you know, that they could, they could come up here and enjoy a nice, clean, clear lake. That's what sets us apart from a lot of the other lakes. It's a glacier made lake. And so it's very deep and it's spring fed. And so the water is very clean and clear. Oh, very oh, cool. That's cool. very cool. I guess I've actually made the drive from Chicago to uh, Milwaukee, uh, airports <laughs> to fit, <laughs> fix somebody up uh so i've been over by there uh so this is not actually part of the great lakes this is a lake that sits by itself correct it's it's not a great lake it's seven miles long but uh it averages about a mile in, in width so oh, wow. uh, uh-huh. it's, it's a large lake for inland lakes but it's nowhere near a great lake yeah okay cool cool yeah no very cool um so you, you talked about in the 1870s uh the train line what 
do you have a history of like what exactly lake life was in the 1870s 1900s yeah well man what was uh, lake yeah. life well, like also you know in the 1860s and 70s uh, it was right after uh, the u.s government had acquired it from the native americans and of course we got a really good deal the native americans didn't get a very good deal on that whole uh transaction yeah um but then that the u.s government put the land on sale and originally it was all farmland but then people started figuring out the lake was a great resource not just for hunting and fishing but just going out and enjoying time on the lake mm-hmm. and so um, a few wealthy people, including the Sturgis family, which were uh, some of the first people to come up here and build large homes, found out about it. And within about a year or two, so by 1871, uh, they decided to build a railroad line that connected it to Chicago so that more people could come up here and enjoy the lake. Very wow. cool. Very cool. Man, I can't imagine like a time when you're waiting for uh, train tracks to be laid so that you can go like vacation somewhere. I mean, it's so hard to even imagine nowadays where we like, we can fly, we can like, I mean, I bet you can parachute into places now, (laughs) but there's a company who'll do it for you. (laughs) Originally, they would have to come up by horse and carriage and that would take a couple days. Jeez, yeah, exactly. Greatly altered that. Wow. Um, But the other big event that happened that year was uh, the Great Chicago Fire. Oh, yeah. A few months later. And that's, uh, some people actually avoided the fire by jumping on the train and coming up to the lake. When they got up here, um, they realized that they had lost everything in the fire. So a lot of them stayed at the lake throughout the winter while their homes in Chicago were being rebuilt. They either stayed in hotels or local families invited them into their private homes. Wow. Um, and so that kind of really built a, a strong relationship between Chicago and Lake Geneva. Wow. Man, what a weird like history to why your population grew like over a season. Like, oh yeah, the town over was burning down. So everybody just kind of came up here and <laughs> they just vacationed until their house was built again. <laughs> I don't know if it truly was a vacation, but you know, it was a place to stay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, oh man, we almost forgot about our drink oh, of the day. Yeah, before we get going too far, it's drink of the day. Bam, bam, bam. Every Sometimes trip starts happens. with a drink of the day, so so does our podcast. Exactly. Today we got a really interesting yeah. flavor. Yeah, you uh, uh, you went above and beyond on this one. Yeah, so uh, my wife was like, you got to get one like that, because there's there a couple ones. One of them was like a jalapeno blood orange. Oh, man, that would have been I'm like, nice. this is really weird. So for our drink of the day today is uh, Found, um, is the beverage name. The um, age of artificial is over. Yes, apparently. yes. So this is a low-calorie uh, a naturally sparkling refreshment, refreshing soda. Um, 100% natural. Yeah, I don't believe it's, it. It's filled at the source, uh, and it's watermelon basil. Mm. And uh, get a little, there we go, a nice little glass shot Oh, yeah, there. these are fancy glasses. Yeah, so yeah. Fancy noises. This is a fancy glass. Uh, I mean, this is what I imagine, like, you know, somebody on a yacht would be drinking. I know. Uh, watermelon basil. <laughs> just a weird flavor. I think our guest is going to get a very weird view of us from this one drink. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that is interesting. It's usually grape soda. Like it, it would be interesting, but hopefully it's a it's a nice cool drink that would be nice on a summer day. Yes, for sure, especially in this uh, yeah the, this room. The basil, <laughs> yeah, right. This room is every temperature you could imagine. Um, the basil is a weird kick to it. Yeah, it's um, I don't know if anybody out there's uh, heard of Clearly Canadian. Back in the day, uh, in the nineties, they were a uh, sparkling like water drink, and it kind of tastes like a clearly canadian but it definitely has a tart watermelon flavor yeah yeah you definitely get the watermelon but then that like basil comes in and it's like yeah this is the thing that's always interesting to me about watermelon i've never had a sour watermelon i've only ever had sweet watermelon but anytime you have watermelon flavored like now and laters oh uh, you're right they do uh, have like a sour element this one right here it's like it's like a sour flavor it's got to be the citric acid they use but (laughs) you know and this is like so completely off tangent of what our episode is about but fun fact about bananas actually if you taste like banana candy mm-hmm. it'll taste really weird like compared to bananas we have now and it's yeah. because there used to be a banana species that tasted like that and that oh, was really? what the flavor was actually made from but uh, there's uh, this disease came and it wiped out the banana completely so, so i feel like don't ba- have it anymore. i feel like even like banana laffy taffies are close to bananas i feel like every watermelon flavor though True. I've ever had, like, it is weird watermelon there's a watermelon conspiracy here I mean, I think I, Rancher set the standard there for watermelon flavor and candy. Yeah, and right, right. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, tangy, and that's this has a water that tangy watermelon flavor to it. Um, 
and then uh, the basil, you, you can, it's just a hint. Yeah. So it's actually not as bad as I was, I was expecting, like a big old shot of basil. Yeah, right. Um, I, that's what my fear was. And I, I love on this uh, bottle, it says no artificial flavors or colors, but it's completely clear. So yeah. I, mean, I guess they get away with saying that. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's, um, see here. A little ridiculous. Beet sugar, citric acid, th- th- and natural watermelon. So I think the citric acid is what gives it that uh, mm. tang of a flavor. It's yeah, probably for all be. the for all the watermelons out there but <laughs> but yeah anyway so uh we got this at the pop shop down in frederick maryland um right. and uh so check it out uh found uh and yeah it's hashtag most refreshing so uh <laughs> get those hashtags out they're there online yeah it's okay not not my favorite but it's yeah, okay it's okay yeah definitely yeah. worth trying the flavor combination yeah for sure for sure but uh so Speaking of drinks, Jack, what's your favorite drink when you go out on a cruise on the boat? Um, well, if I'm working, it's a lemonade. Okay. And if I'm not working, it's a Lake Geneva lemonade, which is basically lemonade with ruby red vodka. So oh, okay. It's, so it's, it's always lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> it's always lemonade. Uh, a, lemonade, I mean, that's a classic drink. Yes. I, I love lemonade. It's it's one of the best drinks out there just because it, it's like so simple. Especially when you add some different stuff to it. Have you ever had a prickly pear lemonade? No. It's good stuff. Why am I not surprised prickly at all pear. that you've had like some crazy weird lemonades in your life? <laughs> it's a prickly pear cactus. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, they flavor the lemonade. It's really good. Uh, I believe Red Robin has some here locally. So, Do, do you put cactus in your lemonades? I, I have not had cactus in my lemonade. I, I've had you know different things, but not, but not, not cactus. No. Prickly pear cactus. <laughs> you know. The more classic alcohols with it. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, you got to be careful with cacti. You can have different effects sometimes. <laughs> different, uh, different lemonades for sure. For sure. And I'll just apologize right now if you hear me coughing. Um, oh yeah, it'll it's come in. The plague I, that is currently facing all of America right now. You know, Ashley's going to be giving me crap when she's listening to this. Yep. Going, Don't cough in the mic. I'm like, I'm not. I totally. Put the mic away from me and coughed, and it just got just good up. Mics. Yeah, so because uh, you were saying that even uh, you're having some sick people on the lake right now, right? Yeah, some of our uh, staff has been has been ill lately, coughing a lot in the office. So yeah, it's that uh, change of weather every year. Yeah, we all have kids, so we pick it up from them, and you yep. know, they, yeah, they that go was... to school and, and pass it around. So the patented back to school kid yeah. cocktail, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you listeners will notice that EJ is not here because she is sick mm-hmm. at home. And I'm pretty sure from you, yeah. And I'm pretty sure from for your me, kids. Oh, I don't think it started. I, you told me somebody else's patient zero in your mind. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm starting to think it might have been the kids. Yeah, I forgot about the kid back to school cocktail. Well, I apologize. <laughs> but back to uh, uh, Lake Geneva cruises. Let's. Uh, you know, one of the things that we contacted you about first was the mail boat. Uh, there's a yes. video that went viral that uh, we saw yep. um, about uh, Lake Geneva mail boat tours. Um, and it's pretty hilarious to watch just in the video just because uh, you see these uh, teenagers. One, yeah. I'm sitting there going like, "What? I want that job. That'd right. be the like, coolest summer job ever. Uh, jumping off of a boat putting the mail in the mailbox and having to run and jump back on the boat right, before because the it goes whole thing by. is they don't stop the boat exactly so check it out you can go on the post uh and those are, there's a video you can watch that video but jack tell us about how the mailboat uh system started um and i know you guys say it's one of your biggest draws uh tell us more about it all right well the history of it goes all the way back to the early days in the 1880s 1890s um when you know the homeowners around the lake couldn't get to their house by road there wasn't a road that went all the way around the lake until 1910. Wow. And so in order to get to and from the city of Lake Geneva, uh, they'd have to use a boat. And so they would send one of their, uh, you know, workers around the house so they're, you know, to, to come in to the post office to get their mail. Well, in 1916, the U.S. Uh, Postal Service decided to set up a route where they would have the mail delivered to the homes. And so that was done through, at that time, the Wisconsin Transportation Corporation, which was uh, the precursor to what it is today, the Lake Shiva Cruise Line. It's gone through a few different ownership groups, and uh, uh, but has been with the Gage family since the 1950s. Oh, wow. Um, and so uh, it was set up for, I think, $30 a year, and we still have that same rate um, <laughs> that, that uh, the post office pays us to deliver the mail. So we're not making money off of of that portion yeah. of it. Um, but we do offer rides on the mail boat. We can hold up to about 150, 160 people on the boat. And so they come along 
today and watch the mail delivery. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's been something that's going on. We just celebrated our hundredth year a couple of years ago. Uh, in, in 2016 was the hundredth anniversary. So wow. uh, it's been around for a while and, you know, it's worked out pretty well. They, originally it was a necessity today. It's more of a novelty, but it's, it's, it's fun to go out and, and watch it happen. So the question I have is what do I have to pay to be able to do it myself? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have had a few guests that have come and done one or two jumps. Yeah. Um, but in order to, uh, to be a male jumper, you have to come to the tryout, which is about a week before we start uh, the season. The mailboat season is June 15th through September 15th. So if you wanted to come try out for that, first off, you have to get a job with us. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> then uh, employees that are interested in it. We usually have um, people that have been with us for at least a year so that they know how we do things. And we've, we've had a chance to see how reliable they are because um, it's a demanding job and we need to be able to count on you to show up every day and do a great job. So it's, it's kind of a full year tryout, but then as far as the jumps themselves, uh, we have a day uh, where we go out at 10 o'clock in the morning. And a lot of times we have uh, newspaper and, uh, and uh, TV uh, uh, news programs that come out and film sure. the, uh, the tryouts. Um, and so that's some of the videos you probably would have seen are some of the tryouts. Yeah. We go to three or four different piers and do a bunch of jumps each, uh, each uh, uh, child or each, uh, each employee gets a couple jumps and to, to see if they can handle the physical part of it. We also have them give the tour during that time to make sure that they can handle the, the presentation uh, of the history of the lake as well. Awesome. So there's a lot that goes into it. So if you're, if you're interested, you have to you know, move to Lake Geneva, get a job with us, spend a year here, and then go out for the tryout. So it's it's more than just you know paying some money and jumping on the boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so here's the thing is, is Cameron doesn't think that I have the ability to do it. Wow. So, okay. uh, you know, well, we can talk about this off air, but I would challenge that if, if we came out in, in early June for the tryouts <laughs> as media, could I prove him wrong? Uh, we did that this last year. So, yeah, if you, if you want to come out, we went out early um, and did some filming from one of the TV stations. So uh, we go out at 10 a.m. with the whole group. But if uh, if you guys make the trip here, we could set something up and you could uh, do something. <laughs> that would be awesome. I want to prove him wrong that I still at 35 – which I'll be 36 at that point. Right. I still have moves. So yeah. Well, yeah. It, it depends on the jumps because uh, one jump, the mailbox is right at the end of the pier. So you basically jump off the boat, you know, take one step, put it in the mailbox, and then yeah. jump back on the boat. There's I another one 30 feet down the pier. So you you're, you get off the boat running, and you're just sprinting all the way down, got to do a quick transition. And, of course, there's sometimes mail that's going out, outbound mail that you have to put in your teeth when you run. Because when you jump <laughs> on the boat, your hands to grab on the handrail. And uh, that's where you're jumping on the very back end of the boat and sometimes into the water if you don't make it in time. See, oh, man. That, so what happens to that outgoing mail if you miss the boat? <laughs> <laughs> it's wet. Well, it's wet. It dries out. Uh, we, we, we rarely fall in the water, but it does happen from time to time. Sure. It's, it's they don't use real... Real mail when they're doing their testing. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So, well, I was going to say, I mean, my nephews and nieces call me Uncle Rico for a reason. I still have my football skills. (laughs) So I think I could do, I think I could do the uh, 30 foot down the pier. Uh, I saw some of those videos where (laughs) they come running back and then the boat's gone and and the smart ones stop and realize, oh, I, I missed it. (laughs) Yeah. The other ones though, I've seen them go in the water. Oh yeah. It's like watching that. um, Oh gosh. Uh, the show that was on ABC forever it might still be on there. Where Wide world of sports? What's the that? Wide world of sports? Uh, no, it's it's the one they did recently with oh, John Anderson where they're jumping and like falling into water. Uh, oh, I, it's the one bother. that came from Japan. They, yeah, they, they made the show from Japan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah Like we're like yeah, sure. doing the stupidest like right, tricks and right. like they're always falling. It's like you know. It's, yeah. it, it, my favorite version of that is MXC. If MXC. you remember that one, uh, most extreme elimination challenge. Oh. It was like <laughs> it was a Japanese uh, show, just like you're talking about, and they brought it over here, and then they had a bunch of like English comedians dub over what they were saying. Like, oh yeah, and totally wrong translations, and just like anarchy, just complete <laughs> anarchy. It was one of the most ridiculous shows ever. It would come out at like 3 a.m. on like Adult Swim. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, there was one of them we saw where the girl made it, but then fell right into the water. Just kind of splatted. It's tough. Um, and I yeah. mean, like, that's what I imagine the difficulty is with like running um, and catching the boat is if that, if that pier is like wet oh, yeah. at all, I mean, oh my gosh, how do you do that? Yeah. After like a rainstorm. How do you run 30 <laughs> yards, like 30 feet, 30 yards, like 
full sprint yeah. with mail in your mouth. You have to be committed. Jumped. I think yeah. you have to be committed at that point. So committed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've I've actually gotten a chance to go out and deliver the mail once or twice because uh, we run through September fifteenth, and so kids are back in college, and the younger kids are back in high school during the the weekdays, and so we have uh, some people in the office that go out and and deliver the mail for the two weeks that uh, that were without the the younger jumpers. Um, and one time when it was raining, uh, one of the other office people jumped on the pier and just slid and fell on her back, and, oh. and she's okay. But it, you know, it's it's a little dangerous at times. But yeah. uh, you know, at the same time, we've worked with OSHA to make sure it's as safe as possible. Oh yeah. Um, on the videos, they're wearing life jackets that expand when they get wet. Oh yeah. Um, we have drivers that have been doing this for for decades. Well, you see, you have uh, to so have a lot of trust in the drivers. People, yeah. And we, and we go through a whole training process. If there's a someone, a new jumper that makes it, they go through kind of a training process for the first few weeks with an experienced jumper to learn all the tricks of the trade and how to make sure that you're safe at all times. So it, although it looks like they're falling in the water and, and they're, you know, hitting the piers and things like that, um, it's actually quite safe. So it's uh, it, it, some of it is for theatrics. There are times where they fall in the water on really hot days where they didn't really need to fall in the water, but, <laughs> but it was like, yeah. Yeah. And you're running up and down piers. It's refreshing for a swim. So they put on a little show at times as well. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, sure. that's funny. Like, well, oops. And that's the thing. If I was sitting on the boat watching, it's cool watching it run off and on, but I want to see somebody fall in the water. I mean, right. that's what everybody in America wants, isn't it? Absolutely. See somebody fall in the oh, water. Yeah. That's why those shows do so well. <laughs> like, that. Yeah, exactly. Like right. American Ninja Warrior. Right. That's why people watch. Is there? It was, like, it they're was, not waiting to see the guy finish it. They're waiting to see the guy fall. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it's always water. You're right. I mean, it's yeah. like even uh, um, uh, Netflix's uh, Ultimate Beastmaster mm. one. It's always some crazy obstacle, and the punishment is you fall in the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's Doubledale Dare uh, back in the day where it was slime. Oh, uh, sure. But I think that basically counts. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, I think technically with Ultimate Beastmaster, it's blood. It's mm. supposed to be like blood, but it's so just current syrup. It's just a <laughs> red lights on top of water. <laughs> so, so you have the mailboat tours that run through. You said June fifteenth to September fifteenth. Um, Correct. And uh, then you have some other, a lot of other things. It's not just the boat tours. What else do you have uh, for mailboats? What else do you have available uh, for people if they're coming to Lake Geneva, even off season, like in uh, the winter time? Yeah, well, we have a lot of different tours. We have the basic one-hour uh, historical tours and two-hour that goes all the way around the lake. We have a tour where you can go in, uh, up to one of the estates from uh, that was built in 1888, was donated to the state of Wisconsin by the family uh, just about a decade ago. And so uh, it's run by the Historical Society. So you actually get a tour inside the house, which is rather unique. Um, and, of course, we have our lunches and dinner cruises and, and other uh, you know food tours like that. Um, but the, the most unique one that we've just added within the last couple of years is the Santa Cruz. And that runs uh, from the day after Thanksgiving through uh, New Year's Eve. And it's an uh, evening tour. It starts at 4.30 uh, is the first one. And then we have one that goes out uh, basically on the half hour after that. Um, and so that is a, uh, a tour for about 40, 40 minutes. Um, there's lighted displays along the shoreline uh, that kind of tell the story of going to the North Pole and seeing Santa. So it's kind of like the Polar Express on water. I don't know if we can uh, trade, you know, <laughs> sure. uh, to give an idea what it's like. It's not the exact same thing, but that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, and we got this idea from going out to Coeur d'Alene and seeing the same idea that they have where they have lighted displays that goes out to Santa. Um, and so when you get to Santa Claus, uh, he comes out of his uh, hideaway, as we call it, um, and he, he's mic'd up to the boat, so you can hear him talk on the boat, even though he's on shore, um, you know, maybe 100 feet away. So wow. you're not actually standing next to Santa, but you can still hear him. And he reads off the nice list, which is the list of all the kids that are on the boat. Oh, that's cool. Uh... So he magically knows the, the names <laughs> of all the kids on the boat. So you can just see the kids' eyes light up, and, you know, they're glued to the windows or out, you can actually go outside on, you know, if it's not too cold that evening and, and, and see it without being inside the boat um, out on one of the main decks. Um, and then of course it heads back and there's, there's all kinds of other things going on at the location where the Santa Cruz is. There's a, a tree festival, which is 12 different charities um, that set up trees and have raffle prizes. And so you can buy raffle tickets and put them in all the different bins for the uh, charities. And so they make money off of that. Um, and there's also, of course, the 290 restaurant, 
uh, Pier 290, which is part of the Gage Corporation, where you can go in and have a meal before or after your dinner cruise, or be- before or after the Santa Cruz. There is no food on board, but there you can have a dinner in the restaurant before or after. So, nice. um, well, then, you, you know, hit the- my stomach. Uh, that's what I'm all about. So, what kind of food does the the restaurant have? Is it uh, fish like oriented, or is it kind of like everything you can think of? It's kind of a comfort food um, okay. idea behind it. You know, heartier winter food at that time of year. It, it changes season to season. Okay. Um, but we try to, try to make it, you know, kind of Americana, but uh, but more of a, a Wisconsin comfort food type of feel. So if I came up, what's the go-to for you? Uh, if, if, if I were to go there, you're like, this is what you should get. I love the fish fry. They use bluegill, which oh. is unique. Uh, most people use cod or haddock or something like that, but yeah. but they have a fish fry that is bluegill. And it's absolutely delicious, and I always get that every every Friday. And the thing is that uh, even though we're in Lake Geneva during the summertime, which is not the same location as Pier 290, for the Santa Cruzes, we moved down to their location to run the Santa Cruzes out of there. And so every Friday, I'm getting the all-you-can-eat fish fry. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> I buy it for lunch, and I try to say, well, I'm still eating throughout the day to yeah. dinner, but they make pay again if I have it for dinner. So Nice, nice. <laughs> they don't fall for it, huh? Right. Uh, it's just funny because I actually read an article. <laughs> I actually read an article uh, earlier this week uh, about a guy who actually uh, was banned from a sushi restaurant, <laughs> um, and he was a triathlete, and he'd eaten over a hundred pounds of sushi uh, at this all-you-can-eat sushi place. Holy! Crap. And they, they banned him from the restaurant. <laughs> oh man! But I mean, triathlete—they can't. It's got to be somebody like your between your yeah, and I build, you know? Right. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, hundred pounds. Hundred pounds of disgusting. sushi. <laughs> I know. That's disgusting. In one day? Yeah, in one sitting. Yeah, because that's like a lot of rice. You know, you got to think that that's got to be like at least 40, 50 pounds of rice. Oh, and that's a like that fills you up. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a lot. How many times you go to the bathroom at that time? I know, right? right. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. Seriously, the calories. I, they shouldn't have kicked him out. They should have just sent him to the hospital. I know. I mean, right? like, <laughs> the the minor amounts of mercury I'm sure you're getting from each fish is like enough to kill you at that point. <laughs> that's funny. That's a lot. Oh my gosh, that's outrageous. So I, I went to your uh, earlier you talked about too like uh, Lake Coeur d'Alene, which is in Idaho for those who don't know. And I, you know, anybody who listens to our podcast knows I'm from Idaho and yes. I'm Idaho pride. Right. So <laughs> uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho uh, is uh, a unique lake out in the West. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm guessing because you guys uh, visited then a uh, very similar feel between the two lakes uh, to help my imagination. Uh, somewhat, uh, their lake is larger. Um, and it's, it's more of a winding lake. Mm. Uh, so you can't see all of it at once where, uh, Lake Geneva, even though you can't see all of it at once, if you get to certain vantage points, you can see like 80 or 90% of the lake. Gotcha. Um, So there's a couple bays, but it's not, you know, very intricate as far as the shoreline weaving in and out. Um, uh, it's, it's the same basic feel once you get on the lake though, you know, a lot of, a lot of nature, a lot of trees around you. Although I think we're built up a little bit more as far as the, uh, the homes around the lake. Oh, okay. Um, it's, they're a little bit, um, because our shoreline isn't as long as theirs. So I think it's more compact as far as the number of homes that makes sense. Uh, that are built on the lake shore. That makes sense. Um, and then, <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> you take over. Sicky. Um, <laughs> no, so, uh, it's really cool that you guys work with uh, like work with another lake like Lake Coeur d'Alene to come up with uh, figuring out the Santa Cruz. And from what I understood, uh, you guys and Lake Coeur d'Alene are the only two that do the Santa Cruzes in the U.S. Is that correct? As far as I know, yes, we're okay. the only two that that do this. And and it's kind of built out of a relationship that we have with them because they wanted to come and see how we do our boat tours here um, years ago. Yeah. Um, one one idea that they saw us doing that they weren't doing is they they have. Uh, tours uh for wildlife and other things as well um but it's all taped and so when you get on the boat uh you know it's all pre-recorded uh whereas we do it with live uh uh, tour guides so the tour guide is up in front of the people talking to them on the mic pointing out things so like if one of the seaplanes that we have every now and then lands they can point that out and talk about it as opposed to just being a pre-recorded message it's way better than Um, video (laughs) that's one thing they pulled from us there's other ideas you know best practice type of yeah. of uh, camaraderie that we have with them as far as what did they do well, what do we do well. And so uh, over time, uh, we took a look at their their uh, cruises. They call it something other than Santa Cruises. It, I forget the exact name. It's it's like Winter Wonderland Cruises. So, uh, you'd have to look it up to find out the exact name of it. Um, but it's, it's the same basic idea. There's lighted displays. 
um, throughout their harbor, and then you go across the lake to where Santa has his um, his little building, and they have this huge Christmas tree that they light up next to him after he's done reading the list. Uh, they light up a Christmas tree and uh, in, and have some other displays, and so uh, it took them about 15 years to build up to that. We're in our third year this year, and so we're not at that level yet, but we're trying to get there as quickly as possible. Um, and so this year we're looking to do, uh, do bigger and better than we did last year. So we're still in the growing phase. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. People have really enjoyed the time on the lake, and 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 you know it's, it's really about the kids. You know, you see the parents, uh, you know, are so happy when their kids are eyes are lighting up and and they're glued to the windows looking at the light displays <laughs> that's awesome so what do you do between january and june between january and june we're doing a lot of um work on the boats to get them ready for the next season a lot of maintenance on the boats mm-hmm. um we're able to pull um two of the smaller boats out and take them off location uh then we have one of our the antique boats we actually have two boats um from the turn of the century one was built in 1898 the other one in 1902 oh nice um, wow and then we have another boat that was built in 1899 that is isn't really it's part of the fleet but it's not used on a regular basis but we do have that available as well and so one of those will go into this large uh boat shed that we have uh, uh near the shoreline that has railroad tracks that run up to it so it's they're put on a large cart and brought up inside the shed and then the larger boats that are anywhere from uh 80 to 100 feet long uh, they're put on an even larger cart and brought out of the lake, but they stay outside and we can work on those. And sometimes we tent them if we need to. Um, so, you know, during the, during those off months, aren't really off months. We're still doing a lot of work to get the boats ready for the next season. So, wow, yeah. um, there's never really a time to sit down and, and relax too much. Gotcha. Nice. The, go ahead. You got a question? Oh yeah. Well, uh, it was going to be off this current topic though. If you have a well, topic question, um, I was just going to ask the, uh, the uh so if you go to gauge marine and you go to the website and you start looking around um there's actually a a video you guys have on your website that has a really catchy tune um do do you know what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah i don't know what that was um but uh but it's got it's got a video and it just looks like a, a like if I wanted to go spend summer, this is what I'd want to do. Mm. Uh, shows everything you guys do, shows the boats, uh, and, and that just looks like a really fun time. Um, uh, with that being said, what is the best time of mm. year to That's come to the question. lake? Good question. Uh, it really depends on what you want to do. Um, you know, springtime is nice because you're just kind of get that anticipation for the season upcoming. Mm. Um, but there's not a lot of boats on the lake, so it's still nice and calm. And you can see all the shoreline because the piers aren't in yet. Um, and of course, summertime is when most people come up just because it's so uh, so beautiful in the summer with the warm weather. And there's, there's so many different things you can do uh, either on the lake or around the lake. Um, my favorite time is the fall, though, because that's when the trees start changing colors. Um, and so the shoreline is just beautiful with all the different mm. uh, foliage, um, you know, that's colors what, that, that come out. That's going to be um, happening soon. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Exactly. Um, and even, and it used to be that uh, we would run uh, Memorial Day through Labor Day and then basically close up shop. And that was decades ago that we did that. And we've extended farther and farther into the fall now, now even into, you know, to New Year's. Um, but, uh, you know, depending on what you want to do, any season is a good season to come. We even have Winterfest now. Um, in Lake Geneva, the, the tour boats that don't have anything to do with it because the ice, uh, of course, covers the lake, and so we can't do tours. Um, but I think this year they're going to be building a large ice castle right down on the, uh, the shoreline on the beach. So, oh, very cool. you know, any time of the year is a good time to come see Lake Geneva. It just depends on what you want to do. Wow. Well, and I noticed here on the map, um, Bigfoot Beach State Park. Big fan of state parks here uh, Gone Trip and Podcast. Definitely. Is that a great state park if you're going to visit Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, it's it, it's 266 acres um, of camping area. Oh, wow. There's also picnic and, and park area. So there's a lot to go out there and see and some trails that you can hike through. Um, you know, there's there's no uh, land formations, waterfalls or anything like that to really go see. But it, it, it'll get you back to nature if you want to kind of immerse yourself in more of a Wisconsin forest type of uh, environment. Wow. Nice. It sounds like uh, you guys got it all at that lake there. <laughs> So, um, one of the things that gone, gone trip and podcasts that we like to is, is talk about is, <clears throat> um, things that, uh, to do. So, you know, we're, we're a, a about nine hours, uh, from Lake Geneva. So 
if I bring my family out there next summer and I'm like, okay, I know I want to do Gage, uh, visit Gage Marine and do some, you know, boat tours. What are some other things? Uh, I want to spend a couple of days around there. What are some other things nearby? I know the town of Wildworth is nearby. You know, what are some things to do in that area for travelers? Um, well, of course, the resorts have a lot of, of things going on, uh, uh, different events throughout the year. Um, there's also a zip lighting uh, company here called Canopy Tours, oh, cool. um, which uh, they have team building things as as we do as well. Uh, we have team building on our charters, but they have have that if you if you're doing more of a group ag- uh, activity. Um, but you also can just do the the tours through the trees um, on on the zip lines, and there's other obstacles to go through, long ladders and other things. Um, there's a new magician in town who's really popular, um, and so. Uh, you know, he has a, a, a great family show. So there's that to see, you know, in the evening time after you're done with everything else. Um, you know, and basically whatever you want to do on the lake, there's, there's you know, innumerable things to do on the lake as far as uh, ski boat rentals or jet skis or uh, just going swimming or fishing or Good or beach stand. There's, you know, it, it, the lake is really the epicenter of it all. And then there's things that feed off of it. And then are there are pretty good beaches there with good sand for like sandcastles, that kind of stuff, or is it more yes, of a rocky? Yes, three main beaches on the lake. There's actually four, but uh, the one at Bigfoot Beach State Park is is only about five feet wide, so it's uh, not uh-huh. a great place for building sandcastles. Yeah. Um, but, but Lake Geneva, Wayne's Band, Fontana all have beautiful beaches that are nice and large, and and you know plenty of sand to build sandcastles and and do other things. Uh, there's you know volleyball down in Fontana, and there's there's other activities going on, on the beaches as well. Nice. Cool. So my question was actually going to be related to uh, a favorite TV show that I have Okay. called The Ozarks. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I have not watched it, but I know of it. It's okay, on Netflix, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's a Netflix show. Um, it's kind of like got a Breaking Bad feel to it. You know, it's a thriller kind of thing. But it all centers around the Lake of the Ozarks, which is a lake seemingly very similar to Geneva. Which Missouri, uh, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and the the whole deal is that it's uh, this like, you know, throughout the winter and stuff like that, it's pretty much dead. But then uh, over the summer, it's basically like spring break, uh, you know. And they have this huge influx of these this population. So the whole idea is like, oh, that'll be a great place to launder money because it's a very cash rich area. It's all vacationers. And the the funny thing about the show, though, is you get to see this like lake experience. And they even have like a church on the lake where everybody brings their boats up to an area and they have like a sermon and stuff like that. So my basic question was going to be like, how similar to that kind of weird like lake life is it? in geneva do they have like you know is there a shopping mall on the lake or something (laughs) uh there's not a shopping mall on the lake most of of the property on the lake is private homes um our our gauge marine and pier 290 is right down the lake there's uh there's places in fontana where you can drive up um and park on the at a pier as well and and go into restaurants um but probably the the thing that it's kind of like Ozarks that's that's unique to Lake Geneva is there's a few different places where people love to take their boat and anchor off of uh, um, some not really sandbar area but it's 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 shallower water so they can they can you know get out of the boat and walk around and play in the water um, but we actually have uh, restaurants uh, locally that deliver to that location so you just say I'm down <laughs> in Buttons Bay and they drive down the road, and then people walk up to the shoreline, pay their money, get their food, and go back out to the boat. So it's <laughs> that's it's awesome. That's way cool. The water practically. So that's awesome. It, it, that's what I want to do. Yeah, that sounds right? like the perfect kind of like, <laughs> man. You know, I could go for some burgers. You yeah, know, just right. like have some dude come up and drop them off while you're <laughs> hanging out in the middle of this lake. Right. Well, uh, sweet. Do they have Uber boats yet? Yeah, Uber <laughs> um, boats. There you go. The uh, I I look at your website too. You guys have some kids camps available uh looks like wakeboard camps surf camps ski camps um wait can you do surfing on the lake you ever been uh, boat surfing or seen it oh oh so yeah. like boat surfing oh okay, yeah okay yeah yeah okay i was We're like there's no there's no way there's waves right yeah <laughs> <laughs> not like serious every waves. now and then we get some really windy days where uh but you don't want to be out in those, in those <laughs> <storms>. <laughs> right yeah because uh i mean my grandfather has a house on uh lake erie um, which is for those listening who don't know, that's one of the Great Lakes. Um, and yeah, the, they have like a steady kind of like, you know, shore kind of wave mm. thing. But any day where it's an actual wave, yeah, you don't want to be anywhere near that lake. <laughs> yeah, it's basically being the ocean, right? <laughs> yeah, it, but worse because yeah. it's like all stuck there, you know? <laughs> exactly. So it's just like constantly <laughs> swirling around. 
uh, w- with your guys' camps, what are kind of the age uh, age restrictions, I guess? Yeah, we, we got a guy trying um, to plan a vacation over here. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> what it's all about, right? Yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> um, I, I haven't worked a lot with those camps, but I do know that it's for younger kids, but I think you can go all the way up through adult. Okay. Just anyone who wants to learn how to, to ski or to surf behind the boat or you know do the, the wakeboarding, whatever it might be. Um, so it's, I think it's for all ages. Um, but you have to check the website to be sure on that. Yeah, um, looks like they're usually about a week at a time. Not under the cruise line, um, but I, I do know that they offer those camps week long. Um, you know, so you, it's not just you come in a day and you learn. You you come back and learn uh, different uh, skills with it and, and a few different tricks as well. So it's it's not simply just learning how to ride it, but also to do some more unique things uh, on the on the wakeboards and skiing. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Seems like I mean. With communities like this, like uh, and my parents uh, are in Virginia Beach, so it's kind of like being on a lake, but <laughs> being on the bay. Um, but uh, it always feels like there's these communities that kind of uh, grow up around these resources that these communities have. And I think it's so awesome that like there's so much to do based around the lake that it's kind of like the entire town is the lake. You know, I, lo- I love that kind of like community building, like off of a central oh, yeah. thing. It, it's it's straight out of like the old TV shows. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, summer like, camp type of yeah. atmosphere. And there there is no world outside of the town. You yeah, know? there there's uh, there's another place in Idaho I've talked about before, Redfish Lake, that very much has that vibe. Mm. Um, it's a smaller lake, clear lake, but uh, it's very much you know there's a lodge camping around it, and it's very much that like right summer camp feel but like where the parents you know they go and eat and the kids play in the water uh do their you know yeah. learn to do something You're right um, exactly but uh lake geneva kind of has that feel but we also have that connection to chicago which is makes it a broader you know yeah. environment yeah. as well because you get a lot of people that know each other from down in the suburbs of chicago but they also know each other up here and so it's oh. it kind of extends out from there as well yeah weird yeah that that's an interesting community like I love hearing about how communities got started because it, it says so much about like where they are now. Like having that connection to Chicago probably makes it so different than these other lake oh, towns that we're yeah. talking about. Well, because like in Idaho, it's like, oh, let's go up to the lake. And you're like going up to this lake. Yeah, it's probably a four hour drive. You know. dirt road. You haven't seen anybody where, in days. You know, coming from Chicago, it's like, hey, let's it, they're going to the lake and it's like we're taking our social life with us Uh, (laughs) just to give you an example there's a few different uh, subdivisions around the lake that were started by communities in in the suburbs there's the elgin club from elgin illinois of course and uh back in the 1870s they were the first ones to do this uh they bought farmland and decided that they wanted to build their homes on it um and the farmer wouldn't sell you know just like one or two acres to a couple people so they got a bunch of friends together they bought all 16 acres and then subdivided and built their own homes on it. Oh, that's awesome. And back then, for the, uh, for the 16 acres, they paid $400. Oh, my so gosh. It, it's gone up since then. Yeah, <laughs> Man, seriously. my time machine? I know. I got, I got $400 <laughs> for 16 acres. Yeah. On a lake. Yeah. <laughs> my dad. I'll find that money. I know, right? <laughs> my, my dad, I remember him telling me one time. The Elgin Club that are from Elgin and, and the, the homes have been handed down from generation to generation. Oh, so wow. there still is that feel that... You know, it, it is a community that is from the suburbs, but still has their smaller community up here of people that live in the same area wow. in both locations. So. Oh, I can't awesome. imagine being like descendants of the original family that yeah. owned this neighborhood. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, my, my dad bought some property uh, like when they first got married. And uh, I remember him, like, which I didn't even know because I'm the youngest of eight. Hmm. Uh, but we were driving to what used to be like the outside of town land and now it's like the central of like industry (laughs) and uh he's like yeah we i sold this and and i was like what because you know he held on to it for another 30 years sure whoo but uh you know pennies on the dollar uh (laughs) is what he bought it for but um I know that's like those stories we just recently talking about Disney uh, World, like yeah. the stories of the people who like held out to the very last like bit and they owned like <laughs> this like eh, like basically like sixteen foot by sixteen foot like square like right in the middle of Disneyland. It was like all right, well now you get millions of dollars because <laughs> yeah. you held out to the end. That's awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> like at first they didn't want anybody to know they were buying this stuff up. Oh yeah, and, yeah. But By the end it was like starting to leak. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, they're oh. trying to build this whole park. Yeah. Like, oh well, I got this land that I don't do anything with. <laughs> it's basically totally trash but <laughs> no, i'm about to make out make out like a bandit <laughs> make out like a bandit 
Um, the uh, all on that land have one house in the middle of Disneyland. <laughs> I know. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. I bet like that would be cool because you could sell parking, right? Right. I mean, exactly. like <laughs> like at the fair, where everybody like lives around the fairgrounds. Yes, exactly. It's like yeah, twelve bucks to park in my yard. It's like twelve bucks. You can lemonade stand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, yeah. I have a killer lemonade stand. Yeah, because you just do a dollar less than everything right. else. Exactly right. Make out crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the do some prickly pear lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. See? Yeah. We always get off weird tangents on this podcast, but we always yes. make it back. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of fairs, are there any like fairs on the lake or fairs in town? Uh, we do have the Walworth County Fair that happens over Labor Day weekend. It's one of the biggest uh, county fairs in the state. Um, and it actually dates back to some of the original uh, homeowners that were on the lake. They, they were the ones that built up the fair to start with. Uh, oh, back wow. in the 1890s, uh, because many of these uh, estates at that time, uh, you know, since there were no roads and Lake Geneva wasn't that big of a town, uh, you either had to have your own farm to provide food and, and other supplies, or you had to have them shipped up from Chicago. So a lot of the estate owners had farms as part of their estate. So then they, you know, would want to show their livestock and, and other things that they had produced. Uh-huh. And so that's how the, the old county fair got started. So um, it, it is all tied basically back to, to the lake, even the even the Walworth County Fair. Wow. I say the mid- cool. Midwest is like fair heaven. It's yeah. all Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. They're always fighting for the w- biggest fair, uh, state right. fair. <laughs> but uh, we do have local groups like Lions Clubs or the JCs in Lake Geneva. Um, so Williams Bay has a corn and brat fest uh, the second weekend of August, and then the weekend after that, the JCs have a Venetian fest in Lake Geneva. Um, where there's uh, carnival rides and, and um, you know, places to go eat, you know, the food stands and things like that. And then we actually have a boat parade, a lighted boat parade at night. So we, we uh, put lights on all the boats uh, with whatever theme it is. This last year was Las Vegas. So we had all the different casinos uh, represented by the different boats. Um, and then we drive by uh, the shoreline and everyone, you know, sees them. And we, you know, uh, have a narrator that basically tells the story behind the boats. And then there's uh, fireworks for that. Um, and then, of course, during the 4th of July, one of the Lions Clubs in Fontana has a, a large festival. So there's, there's, throughout the, the summer months, there are a number of different uh, festivals to go to uh, around the lake. There's not much better than yeah. lake fireworks. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Oh, right. Because yeah. it's like you just on you get the, the lake. reflection yeah. off the water. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And a lot yeah. less like trees and buildings mm-hmm. to get in the way. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No, for sure. I love how the, like, there's a fair that basically started from a cul-de-sac party. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so cool. I love that kind of like, yeah, it used to be this like local thing. We used to barely care, you know, like, uh, and now it's like the biggest one in the state. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I love that. Stuff. That's awesome. Well, yeah, uh, fireworks, um, the best fireworks display we have on the lake is by one of the private owners who has a birthday party for himself every year and has a theme and invites anywhere from about 600 to 1,000 friends uh, <laughs> oh, to his party. Uh, he's had the Beach Boys there. He, he's had other you know, well-known acts. Um, and at the end of the night, he has a huge fireworks display. And so it's it's fun that you know someone that lives on the lake and is that uh, wealthy is also sharing that with the entire community because you can come out on the lake and watch the fireworks display and and it, it kind of ties you into it so it's, it's nice well that is well, amazing and it, i cannot believe how often the beach boys come up on this podcast i was gonna say it's funny you brought the beach boys because <laughs> i'm gonna use this every time that they come up i'm gonna bring it up but cameron <laughs> thought the beach boys and the beastie boys were the same group oh my goodness <laughs> okay uh, yeah can you imagine uh, so <laughs> well it's not that i thought that there was two names for the same group no. i just never whenever i was hearing the beach boys or the beastie boys it always it, sounded so similar it, yeah. to me that i thought their was, music is far from being the same yeah, i thought they all grew up look i recently saw kiss on um america's uh got talent like oh, really? they, they like a live show and like i'm talking about most recent season ej's up to date she she watched kiss and i'm talking about gene simmons like the whole group so i don't think it's crazy that uh one of these old bands could have been coming back and doing rap but, all but the kiss sudden. kiss has always been kissed though yeah they, sure i mean they didn't, like one sure, day they were like you know these clean cut <laughs> beach guys that that was like what's up bro and then they're all of a sudden like rockers you know (laughs) hey it could happen i'll say all right (laughs) whatever goes in your mind (laughs) no um well that's awesome i I appreciate you coming on uh like i said the mailboats uh probably reaching out to you come june because that looks like a fun challenge 
Um, we're waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, bring the family out with me, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll have a good time. Yeah. So, and we're um, gonna have to have um, medical people on site, though. Uh, <laughs> Ren jumps off. We will no. have to have a full, full medical boat no, falling. You won't need medical. You might. You <laughs> might. You know. I might. I've been called a bull in a china shop. You might need a new pier. So you <laughs> right, might need some, right. some nails and hammers. Um, <laughs> that's true. Oh, we do have a pier division, so we can all repair whatever you do. Okay, good deal. Good deal. Oh, so. that, see that? <laughs> oh, there you go. That might be a good business model then. Just have Ren do the deliveries, destroy the piers, yes. and then fix the piers. Exactly. There you there go. You go. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that when we destroy the piers, we have to pay for the new Themselves. piers. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, not, and I guess that's not good business. Hit and runs don't really work on the lake. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, who was that? They just destroyed our pier, and they're leaving at like five miles an hour. <laughs> Seriously, and no. I see them every morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's kind of amazing how how good our drivers are because you know they go out in all conditions. It'll be blowing twenty miles an hour, and they still have to deliver the mail, and they have to go up alongside these piers with a boat that's 75 feet long and has windows all along the sides you know the upper deck is open but the lower deck so it's kind of like a sail yeah um, pushing the boat around and they're able to get within you know two feet of the pier and not run into it you know going at full speed it, 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 it's it's the quickest outrageous. thing to see but at the same time every now and then they'll clip the edge of a pier or something we have to go out and make a repair but that's maybe twice a year if that so yeah. it's amazing how you know they do 50 or 60 deliveries for 94 days and they hit one or two pairs it's 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 amazing the the skill that they have that is it's, outrageous it, i have a hard it, time parallel parking yeah well it's funny with water because like i i didn't have a lot of lake life growing up but uh in my uh older years my 20s um you know i got introduced to some friends had boats and that kind of stuff we go out on the lake and so i i spent a lot more time on the lake and i got on boats and driving a boat on water or driving anything, a, a jet ski on water is not the same as driving on a road. No, it's not at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I can imagine, you know, trying to get close enough uh, for somebody to be able to jump on and off at a speed where right. they're able to do it quick enough. Yeah. And without hitting the next pier. Right. <laughs> like, because like, uh, I've, uh, I've ridden jet skis quite a bit. And I, whenever there's like a jet ski accident, um, like actually at my college, we had a, a recent grad passed away because well, jet ski accident was horrible. Yeah. Um, and everybody at the time was like, "How do you like crash a jet ski? I mean, you're out in the middle of the water. And it's like there's no brake. Oh yeah. You know, so if you're going a speed and you try to stop, you're going <laughs> that speed still. I mean, there's nothing. If there's good turning, if there's a good wake or a good wind, you have a brake, which is a wave, and that can just toss somebody off. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I love jet skiing. It's like my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Um, it'd be like driving on the road if the road moved and and you know, buckled and, and did other things while you're trying to drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Driving right. during an earthquake. Yeah. Um, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's probably what it's pretty similar to like. Yeah. yeah. Without brakes. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine your brake line is cut and it's an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you need to get two feet from a mailbox <laughs> while going 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's, uh, it's really cool learning about, we did not know about Lake Geneva, uh, no, until, uh, we came across you in the mailboats and I love uh, discovering these like destinations. Yeah. Well, it's funny cause I've, I've spent a lot of time in the Midwest and so, uh, yeah, who knows? I've probably driven by, uh, six or eight times, um, with not even knowing that right. there was something cool like this to go and check out. How so, often does that happen in our lives? Pretty much every day. Yeah. Pretty much every day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I appreciate you coming on, Jack, yeah, and awesome. sharing with us about Thank Lake Geneva. Yeah, and um, you know, keep it. We'll keep in touch, uh, and um, you know, maybe uh, come back and do a uh, yeah a rerun um, come next spring when uh, you guys are getting ready to. I look forward to recording uh, launch the season. Your attempt. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll reinforce the, the test piers that we use for the trial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds perfect, good. Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds really good. So, well, He's light on his feet, but I, not on his butt. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to surprise the crap out of both of you. I'm yeah, telling you that right you now. You are. You are. You're gonna, I, mean, I play basketball and people are like, wow, you're sneaky quick. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm a big, I'm That's a big why guy, I say you're light on your yeah. feet. Yeah, so I have no trouble. I have no uh, doubt you'll have no trouble staying on your feet. But the one time you slip, it's going to be oh yeah, <laughs> devastating yeah. to that pier. <laughs> and I, uh, in my early twenties, I was a garbage man, so I'm used to jumping off oh, of something, okay, okay, throwing something in and jumping back on, uh, real quick. Do you ever so. have to do it with your teeth though? Uh, no, but I did have thing. to do a can in each hand, and 
there's nothing that makes you feel like the strongest man in the world <laughs> than taking two garbage cans and going, Duh! yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> so whenever there's an Amazon package they have to deliver, they'll get Ren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So no, very cool. Thanks again for coming. Yeah. Um, and we'll keep in touch. Let's know if there's anything we can do for you guys. Appreciate coming on the program. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll see you in, in June. All right. Sounds good. Take care, Jack. All right, today we announced the winners of the Gone Trippin' Podcast Instagram Challenge. Yes. Underscore Mountain. Very challenging challenge. Yes, yes it was. Um, We got some great, great submissions. Thank you everybody for participating. I'm always surprised with the quality of pictures we get. I know, there's some amazing ones. Uh, The winner was fantastic. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. Oh, absolutely. Um, But uh, the winner of the challenge is at Vicky Lynn. 67 uh with her picture um beautiful uh overlooking the mountains um let's go and check her out on the gunshot podcast uh instagram um congratulations vicky thank you for participating our runner-up is uh at laurel adventures oh at laurel underscore adventures thank you laurel episode six beautiful picture of a road with mountains oh that is fantastic yes uh probably looks like sunrise but uh, that golden hour yes talked about that a lot on the show as well yes and then we have our highlights those people who were highlighted uh, with great pictures um we have at rachel dot mcgillvray uh we have uh at images by laurel and at the traveling ranger and at todd mcgillvray I think it's a husband and wife combo right there. Oh, wow. that both got highlighted. Wow. Uh, beautiful pictures of Power mountains. Couple. Yes. But uh, thank you guys for uh, taking part in the challenge and look uh, next week for the upcoming challenge. Yeah. And uh, thank you for, for participating. Yes. Uh, make sure you enter so you can be highlighted on a future episode. Yeah. And those who won, bask in this shout out. Yes. Bask, bask. in it. You <laughs> earned it. Those are some awesome pictures. Exactly. Well, that was a great interview. Um, learn yeah. more about Wisconsin, yeah. uh, Lake Geneva, Southern Wisconsin. Learning about like those, uh, you know, uh, off the beaten path, like hard to find on a map locations yeah. that are like just in their own little bubble of awesome. Yeah. And I think I've heard of Lake Geneva before. Yeah. And when so I was too. in the Chicago area, I don't know if you, have you ever been to Chicago? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Um, it, it totally makes sense with like the whole suburbs thing. Cause I mean, that just thing just goes, goes and goes and goes. Right. I mean, I just could not imagine living in a suburb and working in Chicago because basically three hours, four hours at least of your day is going into the city and out. Um, so wow. I just have a hard time believing they work eight hour shifts. Right. And then, I mean, that happens here in Hagerstown. And Hagerstown is a small town yeah. comparatively. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'll make a couple of turns and I'm like, wait, I'm still in Hagerstown? Exactly, exactly. So Chicago gets pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, I just kind of, I can see Lake Geneva being that escape yeah. for you know, the, the people there in the city um, to go and kind of experience their outdoor life. Because uh, it's pretty flat out there um, yeah. in that area. Uh, a lot of cornfields, a lot of farms. Yeah. Um, and Lake Geneva is kind of like a little bit of a, a little oasis, it sounds like, with right, the right. outdoors. A lake made from a glacier in the middle of Wisconsin. I mean, yeah. that's craziness. Yeah, so uh, pretty cool. Uh, Chicago, though, it's great food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although, I can't remember. Um, there's quite the the fight about pizza going on between them and Detroit and New York thing is, is they're all good. Like pizza's good, right? Pizza, Um, cheese, bread, tomato sauce. You're never going to go wrong with those three things. Exactly. And, and, um, the way they do it in Chicago, um, was invented by a Texan, so yeah. don't tell them that because that takes them off. <laughs> but it's really good if it's done right, oh, too. Uh, speaking of, actually, and this is so completely related, I have no idea yeah. how this could have possibly happened in my life, but uh, I was recently reading about your favorite kind of pizza, Hawaiian pizza. Oh, it's the best. Because you love pineapples. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it was a it was invented by a Canadian. Um, Hence Canadian bacon. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it's like this whole like 
rigmarole of how it got invented, but basically it has nothing to do Hawaii, with Hawaii and basically skipped all of America more or less because it's the most popular in Australia. So if mm. anything, it should be Australian pizza. But oh yeah, it's for Hawaii. Sure. It's like halfway. You know? Well, you know, everybody's like, oh, Hawaii, you gotta go to the Dole Plant, right? You know, and right. uh, get a Dole Whip at the Dole Plant in oh, Hawaii. Oh, so I remember what it was. It was a it was a Canadian who was inspired by Chinese um, chefs who would often fuse different uh, flavors. Like, flavors. Yeah. So he took Italian and um, pineapple. Pineapple. Yeah, but it, like <laughs> there was like. Oh, oh, um, South American. Okay. So they took South American ingredients and Canadian bacon yeah. and Italian food, <laughs> mixed it together, and made the most popular pizza in Australia. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I loved Hawaiian pizza growing up. And then Domino's came along. Plug for Domino's. Domino's came along and brought in bacon, actual bacon, not Canadian bacon, good old mm. American, you know, <laughs> fatty bacon uh, sure. pieces. And man, breakfast, we call it breakfast bacon. So that's what uh, we call it. So when, oh, sure, sure. when I order it, I want breakfast bacon and pineapple. Have you ever had breakfast pizza? I have. Not a big fan of eggs on my pizza. Oh. oh well, you're wrong. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're wrong about pineapple. So No, you're definitely wrong about <laughs> pineapple, and you're definitely wrong about uh, breakfast pizza. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, pineapple is delicious on pizza. Uh, the uh, I You know, I, I've had New York-style pizza. I've had Chicago pizza. And, like, people try to compare them. They're two totally different pizzas. Yeah, they're completely different. Like, I mean, it's they might as well one's mostly dishes. cheese and one is really flat. And, like, I like that thin pizza. Right. Cause Way I think, better than thin crust where it's, like, crunchy, you know? I think a lot of people get into this idea that, like, pizza is, like, um, like a taco. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of ingredients you can put into a taco, but a taco is a taco. Yeah. You know, but pizza is not like that at all. It's much closer to, like, pasta or something like that where you can end up on very different. I mean, you can get lasagna which is basically a pasta dish or you could get like some weird like fusion Japanese pasta, which I mean, amazing. I love yeah. anything with pasta plus another culture. I'm going to eat it. Oh but. yeah. Pad Thai had that the other day. Oh, Pad Thai mm. is amazing. My neighbor made it delicious. Pad Thai is um, ugh, unreal. Yeah. The, uh, the one thing that was interesting to me, um, about Chicago was, and we've talked about this before, but like hot dogs, mm-hmm. um, and, and no ketchup on hot dogs. The Chicago dog's really good. It's it's funny to me that Chicago has their own hot dog, their own pizza. And New York has their own hot dog, their own pizza. Right. Um, There's like all of these like, I, I, it has to be something related to like Italians or something because Italians are really weird about like to, uh, territorial foods. Yeah. So I could totally see like New York, Chicago, Detroit having these really <laughs> big Italian like populations. You know what my favorite is? is so you got New York and Chicago, right? And like L.A., DC, like these big areas that have these like their food meccas, right? And then you have Cincinnati chili. You know what Cincinnati chili I is? I do know what Cincinnati yeah. chili is. Yeah, and I make like, it all the time. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, it's Cincinnati chili, and they're trying to make it a thing. Right, uh, it just cracks me up. Totally, like, is not. <laughs> I mean, so for those who don't know, Cincinnati chili is um chili, and then spaghetti. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's basically pasta and, sp- and chili. So instead of Instead of, you know, your pasta sauce that uh, Mamma Mia made, uh, <laughs> you're getting chili um, and, it's and heartburn. I mean, right. You're definitely getting heartburn. You're definitely getting heartburn. Um, but I, I, cause I really like chili, but, and I'm weird about chili. I have chili on rice. Like, like my parents growing up, they always put it on rice. It wasn't like a soup. It was yeah. like, it was like pasta basically. See, I so, always, I always do some uh, cool ranch Doritos in my chili and some cheese. And oh, onion. cool ranch Dorito. Mm-hmm. See, man. I hope somebody, mm-hmm. please, listeners, please. This is just my 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 hope and and to you, listeners, that somebody will back me up here and will finally make the claim that Ren is a crazy person when it comes to food. Cool I Ranch have, Doritos and chili. You can say that crazy. all you want, but you're I have crazy. references that are like, "Whoa, your flavor combos are genius." So I mean, maybe you're like before your time, you know, you're some kind of like I'm those I'm those Japanese chefs that you're talking about that <laughs> were fusing fusions. things, yeah, fusing flavors together, and soon my pizza will be Australia's <laughs> favorite. Pizza. So yeah, write that I, in your book. Hey, hey, I mean, a Canadian can do it. You can do it. Or should I say, my chili? Yeah, <laughs> will be Australia's favorite chili. <laughs> so yeah, 
Who knows? But I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm the crazy person here. But Cool Ranch Doritos plus maybe a normal maybe we food can put meal. that as a poll on the website. Yeah, there you uh, go. Who's crazier, <laughs> uh, Cameron or Ren? Yes. So just remember, I eat meat. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. No. If that um, makes me crazy. Then fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think we had a good episode today. Yeah. Uh, before we go, uh, plug SolicityCloud.com. Mm. Yes, and actually, um, as as far as all things going totally perfect this weekend, you should be seeing a totally new gun trip in sight mm-hmm. when you're listening to this on Monday. Via Solicity Cloud. Via Solicity Cloud. So if you need a new website, you want to revamp your current website, you need help with marketing um, or you know even some other features, they're a very flexible company. They're going to help you. They're going to make sure you are extremely happy and that you can forget about it because that's the real thing that is the problem with all these websites now is that it's just a constant thing on the back it's just back of your mind you're always thinking about oh i gotta add this website i gotta run my business and learn seo at the same time yeah yeah i gotta gotta, like get a degree basically to run my business's website and websites are so important to businesses nowadays that you have to yeah so It's, it's it's your modern day uh business card right so, absolutely absolutely so, so if you want to get rid of all that headache and all that stress give solicity cloud a call they helped us out immensely yeah. check out the website solicitycloud.com uh yeah. with that new upgrade uh, you'll be seeing a banner for a hundred dollars off yeah. uh, a website yeah. so and check special it out code so yeah. if you're looking for that new website and a hundred dollars less you uh gotta go to gontrippinpodcast.com check it out well, on that note, peace yeah. be the journey. Gone tripping, my wagoneer and I. Gone tripping, reading the road signs. Gone tripping, one playlist at a time. Gone tripping, odometer's ticking. My mind doing a rebel sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I. I, I I'm gone tripping.